It's September 12th, 2022, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Grant Haver. And I'm Chris Kotnor. Our top stories today. Ukraine's military says its forces have retaken over 3,000 square kilometers during a rapid counteroffensive in eastern Ukraine. The remarkable advance, if confirmed, means Kyiv's forces have tripled their stated gains in little over 48 hours. On Saturday, the eastern counterattack saw Ukrainian troops enter the vital Russian-held supply towns of Izium and Kupiansk. But UK defense officials have warned that fighting has continued outside those towns, and officials in Kyiv and Ukrainian forces were still fighting to gain control of a number of settlements around Izium. Russians still hold around a fifth of the country, and few imagine a swift end to the war. I think something that's hard to break out of is the idea that the Russian military is competent and strong. The Ukrainians continue to prove time and again that the Russian military is anything but. This should drive our policy towards providing more arms to Ukraine, because there is a high likelihood that they can win rather than just survive with a little more help. A slight increase in arms to Ukraine would not pose a major risk of escalation with Russia, especially given how depleted their military is. So it's time for the Biden administration to use some of its political capital, go back to Congress, and get more money to support this Ukrainian counteroffensive. Ukraine's eastern region has suffered a total blackout yesterday, with Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky accusing Moscow of deliberately targeting civilian infrastructure. Ukrainian officials said water facilities and a thermal power station in Kharkiv, Ukraine's second biggest city, were deliberately attacked, causing power outages and cuts in water supplies. The Russian attacks were also disrupting railways with the National Train Service announcing delays throughout the east, including Kharkiv. Russia's apparent response to Ukraine liberating cities and villages in the east, sending missiles to attempt to destroy critical civilian infrastructure, U.S. Ambassador to Ukraine Bridget Brink tweeted. After two years of fighting government forces, Ethiopia's Tigrayan leadership has expressed interest in a peace process led by the African Union on Sunday. We are ready to abide by an immediate and mutually agreed secession of hostilities, Tigrayan authorities said in a statement on a day which coincided with Ethiopia's New Year. The Ethiopian government had previously expressed interest in AU-facilitated peace talks and said they are willing to come to the table without preconditions. AU Commission Chief Musa Faki Muhammad, in a statement, welcomed the opportunity for peace and counseled both parties to urgently work towards an immediate ceasefire and engagement in direct talks. Elsewhere, Greek Coast Guard ships opened fire on a cargo vessel sailing in international waters in the Aegean Sea, the Turkish Coast Guard said, escalating tensions between the regional rivals that have mounted in recent weeks. The neighboring countries have been embroiled in disputes for decades, and frictions have ratcheted up in recent weeks, with both sides alleging airspace violations. Greek officials have raised concerns about another outbreak of conflict in Europe, 
following Russia's war in Ukraine. Turkey says Greece is breaking international agreements by keeping a military presence on islands close to Turkey's Aegean coastline. It also has accused Greek air defenses of locking onto Turkish fighter jets during NATO exercises over the eastern Mediterranean. Greece says it needs to defend its eastern islands, including tourist hotspots Rhodes and Kos, which are much closer to Turkey than to the Greek mainland against its larger and militarily stronger neighbor. Chinese President Xi Jinping will travel to Kazakhstan and Uzbekistan starting Wednesday in his first trip abroad since the early days of the pandemic two years ago. China's Ministry of Foreign Affairs said in a short statement Monday that Xi will attend a meeting of the heads of state of the Shanghai Cooperation Organization. Xi's trip will take place from Wednesday to Friday. Xi is expected to meet with Russian President Vladimir Putin at the summit of the SCO, an economic, political, and security forum that China and Russia dominate. The two last met in Beijing in January, just weeks before Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Sweden's election was too close to call on Sunday night, Prime Minister Magdalena Andersson said. Exit polls at first predicted victory for the incumbent left-wing coalition, but results later suggested the right-wing bloc could narrowly win. Crime and integration of communities were major issues in the campaign, and the far-right Sweden Democrats looked set to become the second-largest party. It could take until Wednesday for all the votes to be counted. Violence broke out after people took to the streets of Chile to commemorate the 49th anniversary of the 1973 coup that installed the murderous Augusto Pinochet dictatorship. Left-wing parties with key political figures and members of the government paid homage on Saturday to the statue of former President Salvador Allende outside the presidential palace. Allende died on the day of the coup. According to government figures, during General Pinochet's dictatorship, at least 3,095 people were killed and tens of thousands were tortured or jailed for political reasons. Hundreds of demonstrators marched to the monument of those who were detained or disappeared. On the outskirts, police and some demonstrators clashed. In lighter news, an alligator, drugs, guns, and money were seized during a raid at two homes in Albuquerque last month, but New Mexico wildlife officials said Saturday they are still searching for a young tiger they believe is being illegally kept as a pet. Investigators think the tiger is with someone in New Mexico or a nearby state. New Mexico Department of Game and Fish Conservation officers said in a statement. The animal was believed to be less than one year old and weigh under 60 pounds, but tigers can grow to 600 pounds, the department said, calling large meat-eating animals such as tigers and alligators a clear danger to the public. The alligator seized by authorities is about three feet long. It was taken to a wildlife facility after state conservation officers and federal, state, and local police served search warrants August 12th. That's right, all you cool cats and kittens. Stay alert for a tiger in New Mexico. That's all the news we have for you today. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at podcasts at the dsrnetwork.com. 
Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief and bonus weekend briefs. Last weekend, we spoke with Sibel Oktay, Associate Professor and Director of the School of Politics and International Affairs at the University of Illinois Springfield about the changing leadership in Europe. Go to the DSRnetwork.com and become a member to make sure you never miss any of our analysis. If you want more in-depth discussion of these issues, be sure to follow the links in the show notes to read our sources and tune into our sister podcasts on the DSR Network. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief. <laughs>